So I'm just sitting in my bed, chilling in front of my computer, and I figured it might be kind of fun to do a podcast talking about how I would build my dream barn slash farm in the event that I ever actually have enough money to one day become a homeowner in this economy, which is not looking particularly likely right now. But If it did happen, it would be super cool if I could come back and listen to this podcast and see how many of these boxes I checked off, if that day ever comes. Um, For now, it's kind of just dreaming, and I think I speak for a lot of, like, millennials slash Gen Zers in saying that it can feel a little hopeless trying to accomplish these dreams. Like, the idea of being a homeowner and, like, getting a good job and all that jazz drilled into your head from a very young age and then when it rolls around that you're finally hitting the age where that is supposed to happen and inflation has gone so out of control that everything costs way more money now than it did back for our parents it's a it's a little bit of a surprise that they never uh, taught us about in school or warned us about so it comes as just a tad bit of a disappointment when all your childhood you're told hey yeah, you'll do this if you just work hard and you get a good job. So then you, like, work hard, you get a good job, and then inflation is going faster than the rate of pay is climbing. So you're just like, nice. I'm getting more poor every year because my pay is not going up with the cost of inflation. But that aside, I think that it's fun to dream, and I think that, in a way, I have manifested some of my dreams simply through the sheer desire to have the things that I wanted. And that persistence has kind of kept me alive and just dreaming and, like, doing, like, things where I obsessively think about what I want in life, honestly, to the point where, like, when I was a kid before I had a horse, I would obsessively look at horse heads and think about, like, what my dream horse would be like and what horse I would get. And then now that I am have horses, it's obsessively looking at farms for sale and, like, pricing out, like, how much money I'd need to make per month to afford a mortgage on X average housing price here. And just dreaming and looking at different places and just thinking about like if I was ever in the market and able to actually buy in some pipe dream what would I get and you know in some ways it's a little toxic to look at things like that when you're in no place to like be able to afford them but it does kind of keep me going to be determined because I've kind of come to terms with the fact that In terms of, like, getting, like, horse care and, like, how my horses live to be to the fullest extent of what I want, realistically, that is never going to actually happen to the fullest extent unless I own my own property. Not only just that, but also have the money to be able to make the changes that I want because otherwise I will always be compromising, perpetually compromising. Even more so with renting a place, though, because realistically, like, even for stuff like fencing, like... I don't like barbed wire fencing. I would rather have wooden fencing or do, like, no-climb chicken wire fencing all the way around or wood fencing if I was really bougie and rolling in money. But when you're renting a property, stuff like that doesn't make sense because it's, like, unless you're going to take the whole fence apart and take it with you when you leave, you've essentially lost, like, $5,000 minimum at the absolute minimum. That is a really, really low ballpark. Like, to fence the eight-acre field my horses are in, Even just with barbed wire, I would be spending thousands of dollars, and that's probably the cheapest you could do. But with the type of fencing I'd actually want to do if it was somewhere that I was staying at long-term, it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. That all aside, like, even the cost of, like, footing, for example, to put in the type of drainage and footing that you'd want for practicality's sake, 
doesn't really make sense in a rental property because with footing, like, unless you're, like, a total a-hole, what are you going to do? Like, bring in a bobcat and just scoop up all the footing you put down when you leave? You'd look like the world's biggest asshole and it would also be more work than it's worth. So for that, too, it's like you only can really put in the amount that you're willing to leave there and what makes sense for the horse's comfort versus the cost and the length and time you're staying there. So there's always a compromise with rentals because you don't want to put in these long-term fixes in a place that you might not be staying at forever or in theory like even if you wanted to a place that could be ripped out from underneath of you at some point or where you could essentially lose the investment that you've put into this property so that's kind of where I'm at um but before we go into like the specifics of like if money was no object and I could do everything I wanted to what I would do before we go into those specifics If you're interested in helping me ever achieve what you're listening to, the best way to do that is by shopping my merch or shopping my product line, subscribing to my Patreon, you know, like giving me your money in a sense, in a way, you know, just but you get something nice in return. That is the best way to help me get there because I've come to terms with the fact that the only way this is ever going to happen is if my business takes off immensely. Otherwise, it's not happening. So I'm in the process where it's like do or die because I need to do this or I need to die trying because I'm not okay with not having at least the a farm, a functional farm. It doesn't have to be the dream farm that I'll describe, but just a place for my horses to retire and like Milo to be laying down under a tree, like Black Beauty style and like eating the grass, like that scene at the end when he's laying down under that like big oak tree or whatever it is. And he's just, oh, oh, I'm I'm, like tearing up. I'm going to cry because it makes me so emotional. But like, that is the fucking dream, man. That is the dream. Um, so if you want to help me do that, the best way would be to check out my product line. I've just released another new bitless bridle. Super exciting. Um, it's way more of a side pole type and it's more stable because it doesn't have the anatomical jaw piece. So it's better for horses that are greener to bitless because you can apply a lot more pressure without the bridle shifting at all. Um, since the anatomical nose band is like halfway off the nose because it's meant to stay off the face. For really green horses who are still learning their side to side and aren't super soft and don't neck rein. Um, or aren't soft to facial aids, this is a really good option. It has a super cute, snazzy, rose gold rhinestone noseband as well. Um, I also have some remaining orders on the pre-orders for the lunging bridle that I released, which you can also ride in. I've been riding in it two-handed. Um, I mean, sorry, two reins. One rein on the bit piece, and then one rein on the Cavison noseband for horses who I'm transitioning, uh, like, breaking from, um, bitless to bitted like because I start all horses bitless so then when I'm transitioning to bitted I find that doing the two reins is a really easy way to transition them over nicely to that so it's great for that if you do the pre-order you save $40 on what the list price will be so I highly recommend doing that um, if you want a good deal and if you'd want to get one when it's released anyways you can check that out on milestoneequestrian.ca and go to the shop milestone page there's also all of the new retro product line the retro inspired product line and all of my base layers and stuff that are there um, make great Christmas gifts we have satin lined hats and we also have uh, beanies which unfortunately are not satin lined but I'm planning on doing some more of that in the future and it's just something I really want to expand I want to get more sizing I want it to be more inclusive and to do that I need money so that's again a dream where it's like I need the support to get the business churning in a way where I have the capital to put back into products because I'm literally just someone who is not a business person trying to go about business with no investors by myself um 
So every purchase honestly helps towards that. And even like subscribing to the Patreon or even like commenting and sharing my YouTube videos and that stuff, it's super, super helpful because like even just the sheer few extra eyes on my content really helps. Like my YouTube channel got hacked a couple years ago or maybe three years ago now. I don't really remember, but it was like the worst day ever because it absolutely tanked all of my views and everything and I worked so hard on that channel that was just really discouraging and it made me not want to post as much because my videos weren't even showing up to my subscribers. Anyways, it was super frustrating but finally my channel has been coming back and I've been getting more views than I like ever have which is really exciting and that that's thanks to like people commenting and sharing on my videos so all of that stuff helps a lot more than you'd think. Uh, the Patreon, which you can subscribe to for as little as a dollar a month, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, yeah, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-D-E-Q-U-U-S. That, again, it just helps me with continued business expansion, taking care of the horses and doing stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like... All that stuff really helps. I also have a buy me a coffee, which is what it sounds like. You can send like $2 to quote unquote buy me a coffee. I probably won't spend it on coffee. I'd spend it on like horse feed or business stuff. Um, but again, another nice way to support the content in an extra way if you're so interested. Um, and yeah, like really, I have a lot of long-term goals because like from where I stand to like with just my whole philosophy on the world is like I've had a lot of struggles that have made my life harder than what it needed to be. And if more people in the world with the like money and status to do so cared more about helping other people and just making their lives a little bit easier by putting like minorly at most inconveniencing themselves it could save a lot of people a lot of pain so like my goal too with like expanding my business and going in the direction of eventually being able to like buy a farm is related to that because if my business was even making like a fraction of what other major like horse industry companies like even if we just stay in the industry I could be doing a lot with that money to like help other people because I look at even what I'm trying to do now with the very little money that I have comparatively and it's really discouraging to see how these huge corporations are doing so little. It's like less than the equivalent to me putting like a dollar in like a charity box at a cashier or something is, the, is essentially what these billion dollar corporations are doing in terms of their donations and like incentives to like help people who are less fortunate. And I find that really frustrating because like I look at it like if I even had a fraction of what they had, I would just I would be doing more with it. Um, and I also look at that like when I see like these really fancy expensive barns that are just skimping so hard on horse welfare. And I know part of that is ignorance and not really knowing what kind of stress they're inflicting on the horse. But it's really frustrating to see people who have, like, the money and ability to make so much amazing change for, like, people in their lives and, like, the horses and, like, animals in their lives, but then just simply choose not to. So I really want to get to the point where I can even do a fraction of that because I would just do more with it because from where I've come from, I feel like kind of an obligation to try to make things easier for other people in any way I can because I don't want other people to have it be as like difficult as it was for me and to go as long as I did without feeling like heard or understood or like really like yeah understanding I guess the gravity of like what happened to me throughout my childhood and stuff and like how that impacted me as an adult 
I don't want anyone to take as long as I did to sort that out because it just results in so much unnecessary pain and they would be able to grow so much as a person faster if that wasn't, um, if like trauma and stuff and lack of support wasn't a thing. Um, and even for people in my life, like more social support and social programs and like mental health care programs and just more effort put to like reduce stigma on those things would have helped those people immensely. So I just see the difference it could make and I really want to make that difference. And the reason why I'm saying all this before I get into like the actual describing of like what my dream idea would be if I got a property, it'll all make sense when I describe like the nature of business that I would want to conduct on this property and whatnot. But yeah, let's just jump right into it. So in a realistic world, like, especially if I stay living in the area that I do or even, like, the approximate area, like, within, like, four hours of here, I doubt I would be able to afford, like, unless the housing market crashes, which honestly, hopefully it does. Sorry if you own a house, but it would be good for me if it crashes conveniently at a time where I actually have the money to buy. Um, realistically, like, I'd say getting, like, a 20-acre property, max, like, 40-acre would be probably the absolute most that I would be able to find and afford in theory but like in a dream world it would be really nice to have like a hundred acres plus because it would give you so much ability just to have so much overflow pasture and like build like a really cool track system and set things up in a way that's like functional for like a high level sport horse barn but also for like behavioral modification and overall horse well-being like having a property of that size would give you a ton of flexibility in terms of how much how many horses you could house how many properties you like how many houses you can build on the property and so on and so forth so like a hundred plus acres would be literally unreal like it would be wild you could do so much with it especially if most of the land was usable so in a perfect world that would be neat and like what I would want to build on it would be first of all like I guess we'll start with like a barn um I think it would be really cool to do like a fairly large barn with like double wide aisleways and like mats down the middle at least and then do like the really open air California style star stalls that have like really big doorways that the horses can look over and bars between all of the stalls or even like literally just half walls with no bars and then I do like probably 20 by 20 stalls or bigger um, and it would be really neat to have some really big like almost loafing shed huge foaling style stalls that could be like group housing for horses in addition to being used as foaling stalls um, and then have like all of the stalls have attached paddocks but have them be like very large paddocks like large runs I don't know if anyone's seen some of the videos I posted from my client's place where I ride the stallion, but like paddocks at least that size attached to stalls would be cool because then if you get in clients who have horses that they won't let you turn out in group pasture, you could have the shared fence lines, big stalls with like a huge attached in and out. And even if the horse is living individually, they can still touch noses and talk to other horses. They can self-exercise and it would solve a lot of behavioral issues that you'd probably otherwise see in those horses. So it's like a happy medium of like... Like meeting someone in the middle who might not want their horse in a group lifestyle yet but then if you can set them up with that type of scenario where you're meeting the horse's needs more closely than they were before and then the owner can see the changes in the horse after that it's more likely to move them in the direction where they're going to allow group turnout in addition to even if they don't you're still bettering the horse's life immensely and meeting most of their needs if it even if it's not like the perfect scenario 
So I'd want to do a barn like that because I'd want to appeal to people who aren't necessarily fully on board with like the way I would ideally like to do things, but kind of start to nudge them in that direction in a way that they can like tangibly see and like feel and hear everything. Um, while still like having it be like enough comfortable for someone who's slowly kind of moving out of their comfort zone and going to more like science-based practice and swaying away from tradition that they're willing to try it. So that would be my goal and I'd probably fence those paddocks with like nice wooden fencing like post and rail fencing. Um, No hot wire because I would want the horses to feel they itch each other over the fences and ideally it would be cool to have like the runs be big enough that you could fence off like a back quarter where you could grow grass and fence them off seasonally and then have the rest be kind of like pea gravel crusher dirt etc um and you could do like multiple hay feeders like i'd probably do a hay feeder down at the very end of the paddock um and then do like hay probably a third of the way down from the paddock and then put up like several different hay feeders so that the horse can walk from area to area in addition to hay in the stall and I'd probably leave the waterer just in the stall because I'd want them to walk all the way back in to the water but if the horse was like afraid of going in the stall or had stall stress I'd put a water bucket outside until they settle that um but Yeah, I would do it that way because then they have to walk all the way back in from the back to get the waterer. Um, And then I would also probably put, like, like the cross fencing. I'd put gates in and do, like, fairly large gates if possible or have some easy means of taking apart the fence line if owners decided that they were, like, okay with having their horse's neighbor and them share a paddock and, like, do day turnout together because I think that would be a really good way to start, like, introducing horses to turnout. It would make it so easy to get them used to each other in the stalls and whatnot and then yeah and with the stalls too it'd be cool to have like the feeders for like grain feeds that you could like turn towards you and like fill and then turn back into the stall if that makes sense they like swivel and you don't have to go into the stall to fill them that would be really neat and then what I would also probably do with the stalls which is why having bars between them might be more ideal is wherever I put the feeder I'd probably try to put it like at an offside where it's away from other horses where they can't see other horses and make that one part where they'd be fed out of have like a full wood panel area so that they can't see other horses so that horses who are food aggressive feel like that they have privacy and then they never really have to escalate and then by the time they kind of settle in and whatnot and are getting used to other horses there's just less of a reason for them to have that food aggression and it'll kind of solve it in its source by not making them feel the need to get their anxiety up during feed time and then that'll also help with like resource guarding and food aggression related to that in a super easy way that doesn't impact well-being at all um and then for the barn outside of like the stalls and whatnot i'd really like to have like yeah the rubber walkways would be really neat a big wash rack probably like several of them would be cool ideally on the back end of the barn so you could like open up doorway like rolly doorways in the summertime or something um and it would be cool to do like a wash bay where like all of the horses tie to a wall rather than like cross tying because I'm not a huge fan of cross ties but then I would still probably just do like two cross tie areas just for people who like them and then it would be also really neat to have like a really big loafing area where there's just a bunch of like rings tied to the walls and attached like feed areas to put like hay feeders or like soaked cubes like a manger area right where they're tied at like the perfect level for a horse to eat out of easily while tied 
and having like a big area like that with like mats and whatnot with enough space between each tie area that there's no worries about aggression or anything um that would be super cool and then that's the barn because like other than like the aesthetic portion of it like I'm flexible you know like I like it's mostly the functionality that I'm concerned about oh a tack room having a really large tack room with like a bunch of saddle racks and then like big closet areas with like hangers for blankets and stuff and just having it really laid out to make it easy to organize because I have ADHD so like low energy to organize and like just hooks for blankets and like hangers and stuff everywhere just to make it super easy so like if you're in a hurry you can just like hang your blanket up or just have somewhere easy for it to go and have there be like lots of space um and then I'd also probably put like a vending machine in there because I always really liked that growing up at the show barn that I was at just being able to get like a snacky poo um, in the tack room when you're wanting a snack that was really nice or like a cold drink or something so that would be cool or just having like a fridge and like yeah having people put a dollar in or whatever when they take something out of it but like a big fridge not like a normal family sized fridge and then like a sitting area with like some couches and like a tv would be really neat because then you could also show people movies and stuff in there like a lounge area would be super sick but that would only be if I'm really bougie because like honestly otherwise I just don't care I don't care enough about impressing the humans to like put the work in but like if I had the money and ability to do that I would um oh a laundry area would also be sick and then the feed room would be like I'd try to do like really functional like large sinks like big washing tubs for doing like soaked feeds in um and then like a bunch of like freezers or something with like little sections in them for all the different types of grain and just have it like really well organized and laid out so that it's again like easy to put stuff away and like have it be all nicely set up and so yeah that's the barn shaving shed and like hay storage I would ideally do separate from the barn and do like a tool shed or something or like wherever you park like the farm vehicles something like that so that it's separate from the barn like in the event of like a fire or whatever um but like if I bought an existing barn with a hayloft I would probably use it so that's like not a huge priority for me um so for the rest of the farm like I think if I was building a place from scratch what would be really cool if I had a big property I would try to lay it out so that like I had a huge track system for like turnout around the property like around the entire perimeter of like a very large property would be cool because then you could also fence it off into like sections of the track that you could fence off during certain times of season but like the entire track if you had it all open would go around the entire perimeter of the property and then you'd set like the barn and everything in the center and just have like pathways that are fenced off from the rest of the track if that makes sense so that you can like walk through it easily and like do stuff like that but like it's yeah the track system goes mostly around the property and then I'd want to do like a racetrack as well but that'd be separate from the track system so I'd probably do the racetrack around like interior smaller fields for like the bougie horses that don't want their horses out in a big herd yet I do smaller but like still large fields in the center of the racetrack probably and I'd have like a big racetrack that you could go like trotting around on and it would be cool to have like forest in the middle so that it's not just like flat ground and like even trees on either side of the track would be like unreal not just having it like in the middle of the sun that would be super awesome um and 
or even if you didn't do like a field in the center of the racetrack, I'd probably do like a massive outdoor arena in the center of the racetrack or like a half and halfer of field in that. But anyway, something like that would be cool. Like I'd try to make the best use of my space as possible so that I get the most use of the property without wasted space if I got to build it from scratch like that, which would be ridiculously like expensive but as someone who grew up playing sims where i could just put in the cheat code mother load and get as much money as i wanted to this would literally be the dream uh, maybe i'll even build it on sims at some point because that'll probably be the only time this will come to fruition but the problem with sims is that the, none of the properties are big enough that is a bone i have to pick with sims i would really want a larger property than the largest property size they have okay that aside back to the point. So yeah, I'd want to put lay everything out so that it took up like the least amount of space as possible. So yeah, the track would probably go like around like the barn area and like the immediately used area of the property where it's like not just horse turnout. The track would probably go around all of that and I'd want it to be like a mile track or more even because like you could just you could have a bunch of different exits and it would be cool just to have a big hacking track but I guess like you could do the racetrack and then you could also do a hacking path like around the track system which would be sick if we're talking like a huge property because I'd also want like kind of hacking trails and like do like a little trail course with, like a creek and stuff would be really cool even if you had to like man make the creek um and like bridges and fun stuff like that like little hills um, that'd be neat. So yeah, hacking trails as well. And then yeah, big outdoor either in like the center of the, um, racetrack or like near the barn in like an area that makes sense and have it be like a, yeah, nice big outdoor arena with really good drainage and having like a little hill area where it's kind of like you can take your horse off the side up a hill would be kind of neat and just some obstacles in it like have it big enough where you could have like jump courses but also have like an obstacle area and like a flat dressage area um that would be super cool and then also having like a derby field would be cool which again that's another thing that could go in the center of the track so there's a lot of different areas I could put these things to save space so a derby field would be cool and it'd also be really cool again to have trees and stuff that are naturally in there and not just have it be like a flat wasteland and also like hills and just like different kind of obstacles and whatnot would be awesome so a derby field, the outdoor, and then obviously an indoor because it always rains here. I've always wanted an indoor. I've not been able to have access to an indoor for like my own horses consistently for such a long time because they're just so expensive. And a lot of the places that have indoor arenas for like board, their horse care, like the welfare for the horses is just so reduced that it's like honestly not that great. So yeah that's another reason not to go there even if you can afford the price. So I'd want to have like all the bells and whistles to kind of appeal to that type of clientele but have it in like a horse friendly way. So I'd have a big indoor like at least the Olympic dressage sized indoor and I'd kind of want to do it like if it's a completely closed in indoor I definitely want it to have windows that you could open in the summer like big windows on either side of it maybe and then like on the sides as well so that you could get like a lot of natural light in there would be awesome 
but have it be like warm in the winter like if I was super bougie it would be unreal to like insulate it or like heat it or have like AC or something like probably in reality I'd insulate it really really well because like paying to heat an area that size would be insane um and having the indoor like attached to the barn by like a walkway would also be ideal for the winter time but yeah, well insulated would be like an insane dream. But honestly, having an indoor, even if it was just a covered indoor with completely open sides, I'll, I'm happy with that. But in a dream world, well insulated so that I'd be cooler in the summer if I was getting heat stroke and didn't want to ride outside and warmer in the winter. Um, that'd be amazing. So big indoor could also have obstacle courses in there would be kind of cool and like just have an area where I can easily put away like big like horse balls like the toys not like genitals um horse balls and like bridges and like obstacles that I can tuck away in a convenient location like a cupboard that's like hidden in the wall of the arena or something where no one can see them but you can like easily grab them and then also have like a jump storage area it'd be cool to store the jumps on like a cart that's pulled by like an ATV or like a little tractor or something so that if you're not wanting to like carry them around by hand to set them you can just like pull around the cart and then drive it around and take them off and put them over where you want to that'd be kind of cool so indoor also nice footing with good drainage probably I'd have to look into footings and like the science behind it like if I was actually building one I'd have to like factor in the price of it and the overall benefit for like soundness and whatnot but I'd want something with good drainage that isn't that that's going to be kind of forgiving for horses who are transitioning to like barefoot and stuff um while not like being more likely to cause injury um so I'd have to look into it but like for me, like, the actual function of the stuff is more important because, like, footing and stuff based off of, like, a budget and whatnot, like, I can sort out, I can sort out what I can afford and, like, what I'd want to have based off of that. Like, as, when the time comes, it's not something that I'm going to be married to, like, a certain thing. Um, but, yeah, so those would be all, like, the facilities and the arenas and whatnot. For the track system now, what I would want to do is I'd want to have like, fenced off, like, grazing areas that I could, like, rotate the horses onto, um, depending on the time of the year and also depending on the horse, which is also why I'd, why I'd want, set, like, a gate system in a lot of ways of, like, cutting the track off and stuff because I could also do separate herds as well, um, which is why it'd be so cool to have so many different areas, yeah, to fence off around the track or to open gates to different areas, but for, like, the track itself, I'd want to do, like, pea gravel footing, and I'd probably do a portion of the track that's, like, pea gravel and, like, really soft stuff for horses who are just transitioning to barefoot and, like, put them in this area where they can be cut off from the rest of it and start to get used to being on just soft footing with bare feet and then have areas where it's like gradually getting more rocky so like more crusher dust more types of sand and then have like smaller areas like small stretches of track that are like bigger rocks kind of spaced out and like river rocks for like once they're more ready to do that but have it be like I don't know like 20 feet of that not, not long areas so that they're even if they're a little sore walking across it it's just a short area and the purpose of it is just to start toughening up their feet and then I'd have, like, areas of the track that they could choose to go over or around with, like, river rock and, like, boulders and stuff. And I'd have, like, little logs laid out as, like, little trot poles and, like, obstacles for them to go around, like, bridges, creeks, waterways. Like, having a pond or a lake that they could go splash in would be awesome. Um, and, like, 
forest, like, different types of foraging areas. Like, I'd probably want to fence off little areas where I could plant, like, horse herb gardens and plant, like, a lot of different stuff, let it grow quite a bit, and then let them in there to go kind of do that. Um, and if I had control over, like, planting the grass in the fields, like, if it wasn't already there, I'd probably try to plant, like, whatever breed of grass is probably going to be, like, the lowest sugar for them and do stuff like that. But, again, like, I would just take what I could get if it was already there. Um, so, yeah, I'd want to do, like, kind of little areas of plants that horses could have. And I'd also want to try to plant, like, horse-safe edible trees so that the horses could, like, forage on different types of things and not just only be eating, like, grass or hay. And then I'd have, like, several areas throughout the track where I'd have, like, hay feeders, like the hay huts or, like, round bale feeders or, like, big square bale feeders that are covered. And I'd put, like, big hay bales in, like, multiple different areas throughout the track so that horses could go forage around the hay feeders. Um... And have these in, like, more open locations so that it's not just, like, a pathway so that wherever the hay feeder is, it kind of goes into, like, a bigger square area off of the path before narrowing onto a path. I'd keep the path fairly wide still, though, so that if there's any bickering that, like, they have lots of space to get away from each other. Um, and just do, yeah, like, a bunch of different hay areas for the horses to stop and forage so that they can kind of wander throughout the path and snack on hay at different areas and that like different horses have lots of places to go when they're settling into the new herd and they don't know any of the, the other horses and whatnot so it would limit fighting because if they get chased off there'd be somewhere pretty close by that they could just go to and I would do a bunch of those and I'd also try to do smaller feed areas where it's just like for square bales or something probably ideally closer to the barn for squares so that people could bring just squares from yeah the barn in easily because the rounds you need to move with a tractor um and do those covered in like a in like a barrel or something um with like so slow feed nets on all of the stuff and try to set it up in a way so that it's like super easy to just flip over the hay hut with the net already attached or have like a lid for the slow feeders so that it's like um easy to just shove the bale in and have it be functional and easy to do so I think that would be really cool. And then, yeah, like just different types of trees, like willow trees and like stuff that horses will like to snack on and trees for shade and like big loafing shed style shelters in certain areas, but then also have like densely forested areas that they can go in for natural shelters or just have like essentially like umbrella shelters where they're like big wooden like lean tos almost where it's just for like a shade structure um, and big open shelters and just have like a lot of different options for them to choose to seek shelter from the elements um, in addition to like maybe even having some big sh loafing sheds closer to the barn if they want to. I'd also probably try to like throw sand and different dirts down in certain areas for like rolling and sleeping areas and yeah just make the whole thing really functional and like easy to access by tractor or like bobcat or whatever for filling the hay and like cleaning it because then you could take a tractor in to clean around the hay feeders and just have it be really easy to take care of and maintain so try to set it up in a way that's really easily accessible and for like the actual track system I'd probably use like portable fencing of some sort like the portable electric fencing and then do the outer perimeter with other fencing like it would really depend on how much money you had to do this and if you wanted to move the track around throughout the year I guess but 
that'd be kind of the general gist of it is just adding in as much enriching opportunities as I can and like enriching landscapes like having hills mountains um waterways trees forests like open grasslands and like as much different diverse type of areas for the horses to go and explore as possible would be like a really awesome goal to have especially if you had like the land to do it that would be a dream so yeah like the track system would be the biggest portion of like my priority probably for like setting up the entire thing because I think that would be like an genius way to make the transition to barefoot a lot easier for horses in addition to like checking way more boxes for general horse well-being and like enrichment and entertainment and yeah just getting them the whole like herd um experience and just getting to be a horse I think that would be awesome and then for like plans for like the farm like it again this is like a pipe dream because I need like a lot of money and a lot of space to make this happen but I think it would be really cool to do like if you had enough land to have like a different area of the land like kind of away from the barn but close-ish to have like set up to be like a treatment facility for like mental health and like addictions treatment because I think that horses are really like healing and that they they even people who aren't like horse people I think if you get to know horses and you spend time with them they kind of make you stop and like live in the present and you connect with them differently than what you might with other animals so I think doing a treatment center for like mental health treatment and like especially addictions treatment um with horses would be really cool because what I'd want to do is I'd want to have like a program where I got race horses off the track and horses just from like bad situations but like the race horses I would get off the track in specific I'd want to get ones that had like injuries or issues coming off the track like ones that are less sought after um and not as wanted and then I'd want to like pair them with people in a treatment center and basically be like yeah like this horse was like they were in a situation where they had no autonomy they were stalled all the time they were walked with like a lip chain when they were out of the stall they were pumped full of drugs to, like, mask the pain that they were feeling and their injuries, and they felt really, like, helpless, and, like, that's why they have these stress issues, like, the cribbing, weaving, or, like, aggression, and, like, tell the people about, like, the process behind fixing that and also, like, why these behaviors exist and, like, what the horses went through and then basically match them with the horse as a partner and then teach them, like, basic positive reinforcement skills for counter-conditioning these behavioral problems with the horses. And then they'd both kind of get to go through treatment together. And I think that, like, like, again, this is just for me personally, like, with horses and kind of learning about the behavior and whatnot that I, in the way I have, like, I've seen a lot of, like, myself and horses, and the reason why, like, I've wanted to make the changes that I have, and why it's so important to me to speak out about these things, is that I've felt like I've been in learned helplessness in certain situations, and, like, thinking about what horses go through, and the actual toll the stress takes on their body is just something that's, like, deeply personal to me, because it makes me, like, it's something that I'm also familiar with, and, I never want to do that to horses. So I think people who've also felt like helpless or trapped in life or in situations that they don't feel they can escape from, I think learning about like how horses are treated like that and how for and seeing how forgiving they are as animals and how much change can happen when you like treat them kindly and like do these things and being able to see the difference that their work did with the horses I think that could be really healing for a lot of people and the reason why I'd want to do like an addictions treatment center is just because like 
having a family member who had a heroin addiction and like going through the treatment process and whatnot and seeing how little available help there is and like how expensive treatment is and how few publicly funded beds there are and just the stigma behind it and how mistreated people who are addicts are and just how dehumanized they are and like how many people like for example in Vancouver on like the downtown east side are living homeless without access to like basic needs like shelter washroom food um all that's or bathroom because washroom's a Canadian thing so yeah Americans bathroom um restroom whatever and just like getting dehumanized left and right and made to feel like it's their fault that they're in the situation they're in when they're like their body's responding to trauma and that like addiction's like a mental health crisis it's like an issue it's not it's not just like a choice Um, but society stigmatizes and forgets about these people because if no one cares about them or if they're taught to think of them as lesser human beings, then they don't care about the suffering that they experience to the same degree. So I think there's like a a definitive effort by people who are powerful and don't want to deal with the problem to dehumanize those people and kind of use them as like a means of scaring people into being like, oh, look, that's what you could end up like. Better keep working and going to work and just like, working your life away or like at least you're not them and like that I think it's like a definitive societal effort to try to keep people in the workforce and also like separate it to us versus them because they're so easily dehumanized dehumanized to the general population and that's why there's so little help there's not enough people demanding it like so many of the people who are demanding addiction services are either people who have experienced addiction themselves or have had family members who've been addicts and it's made them more aware of it and therefore care more because so many of the general population thinks that they're above getting an addiction and that like no one in their family will and it's like such a naive and like ridiculous thing to say to think but then once it happens to them they'll wish that there was more help and support and even for any mental health issue for that matter like there's so much stigma and like so little support for people who are struggling with mental health stuff it's not taken as seriously as physical health despite all the proof we have showing that mental health absolutely can impact your physical health and also like the brain is an organ just like anything else but there's just a lack of care for what's going on in there and so many people are being left behind so I think it would be cool to do something like that where it's connecting people who are misunderstood and mistreated to horses who've also been misunderstood and mistreated and working with them together in a program to kind of heal their mental health and ultimately like prepare them to go back out into the world and live their lives to the fullest and be much healthier than they were when they initially came in and I think it would be really cool to do because I could do it with like the racehorses or like auction rescues or like abuse cases or even like the wild horses and whatnot like stuff like that like I and it would just be really neat because with the positive reinforcement principles even if horses even if people don't know a lot about horses you could set up the facility in a way where there's easy ways to do protected contact and stuff so that it's safe for people who are newer to horses and you break all the behaviors and stuff down into small enough steps that it's easy for a newbie to accomplish and then kind of move on from there and yeah I think it'd be really neat because it, it would be like a situation where you could have like counselors and like professionals that are working in like the treatment aspect of it and then have like horse people um and hire people who have either gone through the program or have struggled with addiction but are 
more experienced horse people to work in the program um, and help the people who are in treatment. So, and then, like, to add for, like, facilities on on top of that for, like, the overall facility, I'd also want to do, like, a round pen um, and, like, with a reverse round pen that's easily collapsible so that it would be easy to do protected contact and then also ways to make it easy to do protected contact through the stall for horses who are really aggressive or like a tie area where there's like a board like like almost like a cross tie I guess but have it so that there's a wall from like probably the horse's chest level down so they can't kick at you and then you have like um like almost a fence I guess up probably four or five feet and you can have the horse in there or tied and stand at the side of it and they can't kick at you and you can like yeah work with them there so some type of means to easily do protected contact I'd want a round pen with like at least six foot high fencing and then put like a reverse round pen in it and then maybe even do like a round pen where it's almost set up like a dutch mill but, like, instead of it being, like, a mill on the outside, there's, like, the round pen in the center and then a fenced-off area so that you can work with a horse in the round pen on the other side of the fence through protected contact and just be essentially running around the round pen in still, like, an area. Um, I also think it would be cool to have, like, like an infrared light area for horses who are, are like back sore to put horses in before they get like massage and having like a water treadmill would be absolutely unreal or like a swimming area for the horses for like rehab stuff but that would again be like you'd have to be so bougie to be able to afford that um so that's kind of why I'd want like a water area or like a lake or a pond in like the turnout area or on trails or something so that horses could be ridden to water or like through a creek or something but yeah like a pool or a water treadmill would also be super sick and it would be convenient for um like not during the summer or if you didn't want to ride as far that'd be so cool um and like a treadmill in general would actually be kind of neat to put horses on for rehab and like conditioning stuff um, initially I would have wanted the Dutch mill or the hot walker. Now, if I got one on a property, I'd kind of just want it for cooling horses out or briefly warming them up because there's, oh, there's some studies on it showing how it can impact welfare. And I'm sure it's boring as heck, even on like a good day. So yeah, so that's kind of why I'd want to do not that anymore. But yeah, like in, in a perfect world, there'd be some bougie stuff just to make life easier and then also make it easier for me to take on like more special rehab cases um and the reason why I'd want to set up the track system in the way I would would be for like the hoof rehab and also like overall horse well-being but I'd want to set up everything in a way that it's like if I want to transition like a bunch of horses barefoot that I have the means to do so starting with when they're really really sore um having somewhere really soft to put them and then gradually being able to build that up and kind of have it, like, yeah, change their feet for the better. And I'd also want to look at my arena footing for the same purpose. And same with, like, the racetrack footing. Um, I might want to get, like, a couple of different, like, bridle paths made throughout the property to kind of have different type of footings for horses who are, like, just starting their barefoot rehab and need to go for walks, like, around, like, maybe a smaller track closer to the barn where it's like, I don't know, bark mulch or like hog fuel, for example, um, where it's like really, really soft and for horses who are quite sore when they're first transitioning, just to get them moving on their feet um, and getting that circulation going. So 
Yeah, I have many ideas, but that's kind of what I would want to do, and I'd, I'd want to set it up in a way where I have the means to take on horses who have severe behavioral problems and do so safely so that they're not a risk to, like, other people or horses, but that I can also immediately change their living situation and management so as to, like, improve welfare and just make it overall better for them. Um, and be able to make the most difference for the horses. Like, having the type of facility that's set up to do that would give me a lot more freedom to take on different types of horses while still keeping it super functional and, um, allowing me to, like, to, yeah, be able to do things. And the big thing, too, would also be, like, showing that, like, you can do things in a lighter, gentler way and be more considerate of the horse while still being able to, like, go to jumping shows and, like, exist in the horse world in, like, the show capacity that a lot of these people are concerned about, I would want to, like, show that you don't have to choose between, like, being nice to your horse and providing them with, like, turnout and socialization or showing. Like, you can do both. So that's kind of what I'd want to set the facility up to be able to do because I'd really want to be able to appeal to all different types of people and start making, a cha like, changes in the show world and actually, like, showing and being able to work my horses year round and start competing more because then it would give me the ability to be like yeah like look you can do this because a lot of people are like oh well like since you're not doing that it means you can't when really it's like no money is a huge limiting factor as is like the facility that you can train your horses out of as is like your general desire to move things along quickly like I can't move as fast as what some people are willing to because I know it would sacrifice my horse's overall welfare, so I'm being patient and playing the long game, even if it makes people discredit me because I'm not currently doing the things that they think I need to do in order to be taken seriously. Um, but it would be cool to have, like, a facility that's, like, yeah, set up to be able to do that. And also big enough with enough different types of large turnouts and situations so that I'd have the freedom to do, like, breeding if I wanted to. Um, in addition to taking, like, all, all different types of behavior cases and different types of horses, um, and really starting to work with horses of all types, because I know if I had the, the facilities to work with horses year-round easily and had, like, a nice setup like that that would appeal to, like, a higher-class clientele, I'd have a higher chance of getting in, like, high-end horses that are expensive but have behavioral issues that people want fixed but if you don't have the means to kind of like separate them from other horses and whatnot um while still fulfilling like the welfare obligations that you have as like a caretaker it's a lot more difficult to kind of appeal to those types of clients so yeah I think that would be cool so those are the things that I would want in my perfect farm property and let's see if I achieve any of them or a farm in the first place um, cause yeah, that, that's the dream. Um, I've had lots of time to think about this and obviously like my goals for what I want in a farm have definitely changed over the years. Cause initially, like if you asked me, I probably would have just been like, Oh, a really fancy barn and an indoor arena. And I wouldn't have cared about turnout or all the other stuff. Cause I didn't think horses needed that, but obviously now I know better. So it's really changed and it's also massively upgraded the amount of space that I would want to have. Um, and honestly, like, with a house on the property, who cares? I can eventually build the house that I want so long as the house is livable um, and ideally has a decent kitchen and bathroom. I'm happy. I don't need much more than that. Um, but maybe I'll talk about the dream house one day. But the barn is honestly the priority. Like, not the barn, but, like, the horse living area would be the priority for me. Um, 
and that's ultimately what would likely cause me to buy a property like I had like I think that if the time ever comes where I'm looking at properties like I'll know which one's the right one because ultimately like where I'm willing to move to where I move and what property I buy is dependent on so many factors because I have preferred areas to live in but I'd be willing to move out of them if it was like a better value property and fit more of the stuff I wanted and how far I'd be willing to move would be dependent on the property itself like the more the property appeals to me the more willing I'd be to push out of whatever my goal area would be um so yeah, like there's flexibility there, but those are some stuff that I'd really want to focus on, like with the space and the track system and like that would be the what I'd want to move towards and like improving a property and like doing what I want to do. But again, like that, all, everything I just talked about costs so many hundreds of thousands of dollars into the millions um, for sure <laughs> that it's just kind of a dream, but it's fun to think about sometimes. So yeah. That's kind of how I would build my dream barn. So anyways, now if you want to help me eventually build my dream facility, um, you can head to my Instagram page and subscribe there or share my posts or support my shop Instagram. You can do that at Instagram.com slash S-D-E-Q-U-U-S, S-D-E-Q-U-U-S, or shop Milestone Equestrian on Instagram, shop Milestone Equestrian share some posts from there. You can shop on my website, milestoneequestrian.ca, on the shop milestone tab. All of the prices are in Canadian, so that means Americans save like 25% on that because our dollar is lower. So you'll save money. Also, shipping, for whatever reason, to the States is cheaper than it is for me to ship within Canada. How stupid is that? Anyways, so I recommend it. It's cheaper than you think. Um, and you'd be helping me out and helping me get the word for my brand out and yeah helping me slowly get hopefully closer to eventually owning a property um and you can also subscribe to my patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-d-e-q-u-u-s s-d-equus um that'll also be in the description of this podcast so yeah you can do that there um and then there's also the buymeacoffee.com slash sdequis and um, my merch store, shopmilestoneequestrian.com, where you can get like graphic tee designs um, and sweaters and whatnot. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to support. You can also head to my YouTube channel and share videos from there or watch them or subscribe, youtube.com um, slash C slash Shelby Dennis, or just look me up on YouTube, Shelby Dennis. Uh, and you can watch my stuff there. I'm on Facebook at Milestone Equestrian as well, if you look me up. And yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm on TikTok at SD Equus. Um, so yeah, you could do all of that stuff to help support these goals of mine. But that's, that's what I'm moving towards. Like, the more I'm able to do with expanding my business, I recognize the more able I'll be able to, like, meet my own goals as well as, like, helping other people. Um, and yeah, that, that's the most frustrating thing. Like, honestly, like, you would think that get, make, having my own small business wouldn't make me more anti-capitalist, but it has because 
seeing like the free handouts that I as a business can get from the government in terms of tax write-offs and whatnot and then looking at like the average like waitress and whatnot and the fact that they have to buy like usually their own work outfits their own pens their own notebooks and they can't write any of that off despite getting paid like a lot less that's ridiculous um so I figure if I'm going to get benefit from being a business, I want to help other people and I want to get to the point where I can do that. But like first I need to help myself and my family and establish my business enough that I'm like in a safe place. Cause like ultimately my main goal is just feeling like safe in life. Cause there's been so much disarray and stuff all over the place in my life. So yeah. Um, you'll get a chance to hear more about that soon because I'm going to be having a big book release happening soon. So stay tuned for that for when I drop the big announcement. Um, and it'll go more in detail with that type of stuff than I ever have before on anything. So yeah, it'll kind of talk about my life more and hopefully that'll also help me edge closer towards these barn horse related goals. So Yeah, thank you for listening to this little insight on my little brain and what I daydream about um, and what some of my goals are. That was fun to talk about, and now that I've put it out into the universe, hopefully I can keep working towards accomplishing even a fraction of the stuff that I just listed off to you guys just now. Um, So anyways, thank you everyone for listening to my podcast again. Don't forget to check out my other pages and share this podcast if you like it and just share my podcast with people in general. Spread the word. Um, I really appreciate all your support and thank you again. Recently I hit 50,000 podcast downloads, which is insane. So thank you guys so much for all that. Um, I really appreciate it and I couldn't do it without you. So again, thank you for listening to this fun kind of, yeah, fun little podcast that is about less serious topics than what I usually talk about. So thanks.